welcome back to Tip Today. We are live from Ballyporeen as part of our village tour and we're broadcasting from Pat Russell's shop in the heart of the village. So once again, uh, just to put it out there, if you're in the area, stop by and say hello because Ali is with me and Owen uh, with me as well. They'd be delighted um, to meet up with you. And as well as that, Emma is back at base, 1800-938-007 if you want to chat to Emma. And indeed, you can text and WhatsApp 83 at any time you can email us and that's tip today at tipfm.com now here in Russell's kitchen delighted to be joined by local historian Neil Donovan and local resident Jim Cray is with me as well we'll be chatting to Jim in just a few moments time but first of all can I turn uh, to you Neil and thank you again for, for coming into us uh, uh, today rich history around the village but probably best known for the visit of, of Ronnie Reagan in, in 1984 is that fair to say Neil? Uh, that's true to say, yeah. I mean, I suppose 84, but that, that story is, I suppose, of immigration and uh, post-famine times. Everyone in the parish and Tipperary has that kind of story, really, people immigrating. But absolutely, that was, uh, I suppose, that accumulated in quite a number of years with serious business and tourists and great crack around the place, really. I mean, yeah. the day itself was actually a horrible day, as it happens, weather-wise. But, for example, I think the Sunday before it, we had 20,000 people in the street. And all the pubs went out to drink, and it was a summer's day, and that was, you know, and a lot of tourists after, and it was it was good good times, great times. The spotlight of the world would have been on Ballyporeen at that uh, stage as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, I suppose we were lucky in some respects. We had Father Ana Condon, a very yes. able priest, a yeah. curate at the time, um, and uh, my father was Condon of a council as well, and Martin Evelyn, the county council, and Farrells, and they took most of the interview in the limelight. They were, they, they were here. Mm. I, I do rec- I even recall a Japanese journalist flying into Dublin, hiring a taxi, driving all the ways down, and the Dublin taxi driver on the meter, and she can imagine the joy in his face. He's here for about two hours, went back up to Dublin in the taxi in the 1980s. This would be 1980s, so you can imagine that. That kind of thing, it was, it was mad, really, but just, yes. we, we loved it. Like, and how it did bring the How long did it go on for in terms of it drawing people into the village? How many years? Or- um, I suppose... It, things of that time was very different. American tourists used to come in a bus, and mm. that was kind of their. They were first, maybe first, second generation Irish, and that was their life savings. And fifteen went into a bus and toured around Ireland. And Ireland then was, along with Cairn, Rock Cashel was a stop-off mm. point with the Mishton Caves as well. Um, but they, they they went on, I suppose, maybe for about five or six, maybe ten years. Mm. But the, in the in the shops, strangely enough, um, we realised that the, the, the children's school tours were even better. Yes. They all stopped here as well. It was like everyone, it's very different times. Mm. And they were great money spinners as well around the place. So they kept coming for years and years because we're so close to the Mishtown Caves as well, I suppose. Yes. But yeah, now you get a trickle now, you know. We uh, have the Reagan, there, the I was Reagan going to Center. ask you that. Is there still an element of the uh, the Reagan link to people dropping in here? Uh, and, yeah, infrequently now, I'll be honest right. with you. Like, I mean, yeah. everything changed and nothing changed in history. The, the village is back to what it was, which is great. Yeah. I mean, it had the boom years and that, because in the 80s was tough times. So there was a great lift to the place and I mean you still meet people of a certain generation that will know Belly Perrine yeah. when you travel anywhere you know I'm intrigued at what happened to the pub where he drank the infamous uh, pint of Smithies and Farrell's because it's interesting what happened to the interior of that pub then. that's right yeah the Farrell's actually the, the, the building itself is interesting and that Farrell's as you can see is, is three story here but that actually was burnt by the Black and Tans in 1921 in March and uh, our hall, actually, you know, the history of the, the village is in the history of the hall. Ballyprene is a market town designed by the Kingston 1700s. And that 
the hall is a market. It then became an RIC barracks, and Sean Hogan's column was determined to capture it. They spent many a time there. And in March, uh, 20 to March, I think, 1921, they had a real determined ones, the black and tans, and the auxiliaries came out from care, Clahine, and basically they were through drink and they basically burned fowls and carnies beside it. And they were the same, if you look down the village, they were the same, just pubs and a, uh, yeah. a shop, same height. But then they got quite conversations. No, that's why it's so big. It's, it's so tall. And same it was footprint. rebuilt. It was rebuilt. Like, yeah. And it's quite about a sink. And, and Carney's likewise was a spectacular building. Um, but then, and John and Mary Farrell, when Ron Reagan became, they called, renamed the lounge Ron Reagan Lounge. Yes. And that has its own story, you know, and that brought its own publicity. It was great, really. Um, but when, that time we had six pubs about it, the village. Now we have three for a village of 300 was probably still plenty yes. but uh, and so they've closed down and the, the, the interior now is over in just outside Los Angeles in, um, on the Ron Reagan uh, Museum and it's it's actually every president gets their own library or museum and Ron Reagan has one just outside Los Angeles and you walk through it's very good but at the very end you come into a big hangar type thing where Air Force One and the pub is in its whole entirety is underneath uh, one of the wings. And it's now a cafeteria. The Ronald Reagan, everything's the same, and they have videos on play. But it's uh, it's quite funny. It's, it's very well done. But it's of a time because in the eighties, I don't remember everything that was in the eighties was on display. So you get all these cheap plastic pool tournaments <laughs> trophies up in the back as well. Yes, as well as all the Reagan memorabilia. But is uh, so that's where it is now. Yeah, in the just outside Los Angeles in the museum. Isn't it just incredible? Much more to Belly Boreen than than, uh, than Ronald Reagan, of course, and an incredible history as well. A mountainous area around it as well. Does that play a part in its history as well? Well, it does, yeah. Belly Boreen stretches from, I mean, the top of the Galtee Skin Rinca um, through Belly Boreen right out to Ireland, to the mm. other side of the, you know, it's a pure valley and it's yes. rich enough, not as good as the Golden Vale now, but rich enough in dairy farming. And it's a pure farming area, really. All it is down its years. Um, but again, Belly Preen is quite recent itself. As I said, a market town in the 1700s. Really, Temple Tenney, just, which ironically is just yes. two fields away from Reagan's ancestors, just on the way to Mishtown here. Um, that's the original, that's from 700 AD. That's the, the real, like that goes way back. Um, and again, if I know if you ever, it's typical of those, uh, churches and cemeteries. There's thousands upon thousands buried there. Mm. Um, after that, then we had Carrigus Jail just up about a mile up or a kilometre up the road here. And then Ballyprean came into play with the church here in the 1820s. And again, it's known to it actually the, the village at the very bottom on the right hand side, there was a mill there. That's where Ballyprean got its name from. Ballyprean of the small stones. Ah, right. Conveniently, in the, in the 80s, we call it the small potatoes yes. for Reagan's visit, but actually, it's the small stones. That's the true translation. And Again, during the, in preparation for the Reagan visit, one day the council workers were returned. Everything got done. The phones, the, uh, we got modern phones, we got everything done. But they struck, in retiring, the hole appeared up top of the street. And there's a big viaduct. The size, you'd easily drive your van through it, um, running right through the hole, down the hole of the village. And that was bringing water to the, to the mill. And that was, so that was there before Ballybreen even. That was, again, from the Kingston times. Um, but that, and that house itself actually became the fever hospital then during the famine. And again, that probably tells its own story, really, in that, like everywhere in this valley, as you said, the, 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 and it read under the great book on the, <coughs> the history of this valley, like the famine times. Yes. But when you look at the census, we had 7,000 in the parish before. Just for, for context, we have about 1,200 now. We've just over 300 in the village. That time, there was 7,000 in the parish, 700, maybe 800 in the village, and 120 up in Cairo's Dale. After the famine, that half to 350 
the village less so 600, but really it was the immigration after the famine that decimated the place. They really halved it again. The fa- so they have, the famine halved the population and immig- immigration for the next 20, 30, 40 years halved it again. Yeah. And that's, that's throughout the valley really. The, yeah, the but but that's an area where the land is relatively good. You know, you can imagine how it hit places that were... Yeah, oh no, 100%, yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah. bear in mind now, there's the, the history of the valley again, it's quite interesting. And Rose Theory and Burncourt has done quite a bit yeah. of this in, in that we're in, the, we're in the, the bed of the valley. But that time, the, the British and the, obviously the occupation, they moved all the people, they realised it's the good part of the land, they moved up to Galtys yes. in Bonkot Skeheen, up to the lower plots, and they toiled that land. And, uh, you know, so you can imagine that was a big setback for them. But again, they made a living up there, they made a, quite a good living. But again, as one of the things I'm quite interested around here is the War of Independence mm. and subsequent wars. But it all goes back to the land. Yeah. I find the more you research it, the more it goes back to the land. It goes back to the land league. It goes back to the craze, the whoever that they were. You know, they all suffered that, and that's why it was so strong here in this valley and Ireland as well. Bear in mind that you know we're in right in the three counties out there, up in Glebeny, out in Ireland as well. Yes. So it was really a hotbed of, and again, this area over the Galtys, up to Cork. This is the route that came: Liam Lynch, Dan Breen, Tom Barry. On a regular basis, Ernie O'Malley spent most of his time mm. here, and uh, but that was the route out over Ireland, Barnagiha, out to Brazens in Glenacona, over into Ballyprene, and up over the Galtys to Skaheen. And this was their concert. And Sean Hogan spent there, of course, yeah, you know, just just steep, steeped in history. Uh, before I move to Jim, just tell me about the artifacts. Uh, well, one particular artifact you were telling me about was very interesting. Yeah, we always um, we have a few artifacts. Uh, they were on display here in the, in the local hall, um, Templetini Chalice from 1779 and a papal cross, which we always believed was 1725, our oldest artefact. But there in 2019, remarkably, um, I believe a walker up in the Galtys, the foot of Skane Rinka, they came across, it's a papal bullia, a lead papal bullia. It's about the size of a small coin. And this is before, you know, let's say most people relate to the wax on a, you know, putting the seal of yes. sealing a document and sending this. This is what that did. It tied a uh, rope oh, around right, it. Okay. And this is a lead, a lead thing that it's a decree from the Pope and the Pope it was Pope uh, Martin the, the fifth, and his period was 1400 to 1431. So this it's intriguing really. What's the, so well, whoever had there. this had great authority obviously. Absolutely. Oh, it's yes. not the Pope. Like yes. This is the Pope sending to it's a decree from the Pope to say yes. whether maybe get your act house in order yeah, or yeah. do this, do whatever. So they're not that frequent at all. Yes. But was the question is, was it dropped? Were they going somewhere over the Galtys? Was there something up there that we don't know about um, in the 1400s? Right. You know, because that would that only would be handed down warily, really. So it's intriguing. There's a bit more research to be done on it. So that now is the oldest artifact it's, in it, the parish. It'll be very interesting when you find out more about out that. More. Thank you very much indeed for that, Sid Neil. I'm delighted to be joined now by, by Jim Cray. Jim, I hope you don't mind my yeah. saying so, but you're a gentleman in your 90s, born and bred here. Yes, right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. So t- tell me about growing up in this area, Jim. Well, I was, uh, I was reared at the bottom of the village, opposite the school, or guards barracks down there. But um, we were reared in an attached house in the village. And there was ten of us. I had eight sisters, one brother. Wow. And I was middle. Right. So I believe that um, my mother always told me, she, she sent me to school up here in the convent school. I was age four. And Pat Russell's grandfather used to frighten the, the <laughs> life out of me because <laughs> he had a big moustache and false teeth and his eyes go to cross the road to run up to the school and run down from the school. <laughs> and 
It was only in later years that I got to know, you know, better, and uh, I got the job of delivering telegrams out around Dune and Ireland. Did you for for the when post Colin, office here? And uh, Niles' father was a young fellow. What what about school? Was it tough, Jim? Was was school it, tough? Well, it wasn't. I happened to be lucky enough that I was able to write well. And yeah. It's only when we started going down to it, we stayed in the conference school till we were eight. And then we were transferred down to the boys' school. Right. So we had to stay in school until we were 14. Now, uh, I, I wanted to go to secondary school in Mitchestown. There was a few other friends and colleagues of mine, Michael Keneally here. He was uh, cycling to Mitchestown. No free school at that time. But uh, my mother couldn't afford to buy a bicycle for me. Get a bicycle down here for £12, 10 shillings at the time. Had a half crown a week. So you couldn't go to Mitchell's? I couldn't. I, I left school at 14 and started jobbing around with farmers here. And then I got a uh, job. Danny Lyons, cat dealer, he bought a truck. And I used to go around with him. And he I said, would you like to drive a lorry? He said, you might get a job as a bus driver one day. Did, did he know that later on I gave two years driving London Transport? And I got 40 years in CIE in Dublin. 40 years in Dublin? 40 years. 40, we lived there for 43 years. Right. But I worked in CIE for 40 years. And bus driving in, in bus the city? Bus driving, I was 13. <clears throat> no, they're driving in Donnybrook. The 11s, the 13s, the 48s, 45s, 44s out in the Skerry. You... So you knew that area like the back of I your hand, obviously. To know Dublin better than Dublin people. I'll bet you, yeah. Yeah. You you, you got promotion as well then. Did, I got did you end up as then inspector? In May yeah. 1972. Yeah. So it was 72 years an inspector. Uh, started off a grade A and finished a grade F. Cool. I was the supervisor above in Bosaris for 10 years nearly before I retired. I got to know that part of Dublin very well, I can tell you. We were living near Sheriff Street. But you came home then, Jim? I came, I was, we we bought a house <laughs> for 1,350 mm. in Yeah. And we sold it for 250. Wow. wow. 40 years later. Very nice. That's a lovely area around lovely South County area. Dublin there, lovely isn't area it? Lovely area around there because you have Nook Grove, you have Dundrum, yeah. Rat Farnham. Was close to the mountains and so on. Of course, yeah. Go off for trips around, but I got to know Dublin pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> maybe better than some of the Dublin. You didn't pick. You didn't pick up any of the accent anyway, Jim. That's for sure. No, no, yeah. I didn't ever want to lose it. That's <laughs> the same way when I make phone calls now to anybody, they know straight away who was. Of course, they do. Yeah. Is so you, you lost your wife, Philomena. That, that was wife, two years ago, was it? Just almost two years ago now. Yeah, they suddenly both. Did she? Give her a cup of tea at half twelve, and she was dead at half one. Oh, my God. And she drank the tea, and he said, but never moan or groan. Or I just came looking for her because she had a walker, and she was missing from our kitchen. I found her in the bed, in the bedroom. She was gone. A huge shock to you. Huge shock. We used to, she used to love going dancing and going to yourself a muriel. Oh, that's around uh, so yeah. on I was she so was sorry to hear like when she, Yeah. When she died. How long were you married? 63 years. 63 years. 63 years. Yeah. And uh, I met her in the hall down here. She's from, from Watford. Phyllis Grace was her name. Yeah. 
And did you meet her at, at, a, at a dance, was it? A dance, yes. Yeah. Bob Welch from Clown, Clown Mill used to play here that yeah. time. Yeah. Every Sunday night. So. Uh, yeah, that's where you met we, her. The first date was down in Clawheen and at Pioneer Social. I had to borrow a Pioneer pen that night. <laughs> 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 and I'll tell you another yeah. funny one with Nile's father. He used to Pioneer for all his life. He used to run dances out in Bally Soggart. Right. That was in Ireland there. Yeah. And one night I used to drive a hackney car here at night time. Belonged to Pat Keohan. And uh, I had a hackney license and all that. So crowds went out to this Pioneer Social in Bally Soggart by school. James Willems was a lovely singer there. He was with us. There's about ten of us fit into this big taxi. Yeah. And we all had bottled pioneer pins. <laughs> and Connie said it was the best night he ever had around the dance. We were in the Mulvey's pub for an hour or two before we went out there. So, that's, uh, so you never took the pledge? That's my first time meeting, meeting Niles' father. Very good, yeah. So yeah. You, you didn't take the pledge at any point then? I did, actually. Did you? Right. At one time, when yeah. I was getting serious with Phyllis and... I only kept it for about 12 months. Probation. Probation. Yeah, I went out to Father Field in Clawheen. <laughs> what, what do you make of the way things are now? Um, you know, 2022, all big, the differences. Big, big of... changes, friend. There were, like, uh, I, was, I remember all the warriors. I remember all the rationing. Yeah. Problems we had with ration tea and sugar and different things. But uh, now, like, the, the father did all some of the... The younger crowd don't realise how well off they are now. Do they not? No, no, I don't think so, anyway. Mm. No, because we were, we were extremely poverty, big yeah. family, and you had to get out and do bits of work here and there. I used to cut hedges for uh, Mossy, Mossy O'Brien's mother and get the few bob I had to give it up. So then, uh, when I got to Danny Lyons, I remember my wage with Danny was 30 shillings a week. And, but I was got Sheila, his wife, who was from here, this family. She looked after me for four years, or four years with him. And we'd go to all the fairs around Munster. And, uh, you know, it was fairs, you name around County Cork, Limerick, Waterford, back up, we buy the cattle back down south, and he'd sell them in Care and Clonmel, feathers. I know, around this area. Aren't they great memories, though, Jim? They're, aren't they great memories? Yeah, they are the good, yeah, the good yeah. time, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it's tough. Was, it was tough work. It was just... tough work, but I still loved it. I thought that four years I gave it Danny was as good as value four years in any army because he was a great disciplinary man. Was he? Oh, yeah. And uh, we used to have... There's some funny story I couldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. repeat them here. We're, we're going to have to talk more at some stage, Jim, because it's a, it's a fantastic story. But I'm so sorry to hear about yeah, Philomena. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, look after yourself, Jim, and thanks very much thank for coming you, on the programme today. Thank, thank you very much thank indeed. You. Just before I let you go, uh, Neil, can I just ask you about the Field Development Committee? Because you're involved with that, aren't you? Yeah, we're... I suppose we, we didn't win quite a place for nothing. We're, keep, we're keeping going, to be honest, in Ballyperine um, and Skihane and Ireland, whatever. But we, we've got money to use to it. Kind of a joint venture. We're building an astroturf, quite a big one, actually. It is uh, 87 by 45. And it's a joint venture with the GA development, yeah. um, Skull Temple Tenney and the Ballyperine Community Council. So that's actually the work I started by Premier Pitches there in Cashel, actually. Um, and that's ongoing. But And along with that, then, we'll have... Uh, 
a 1.3 meter lit up walking path around the village which is quite a big popular thing Brilliant. Yeah. it'll be a success today it opens yeah. that kind of thing and also blowing the school the old boys school where we went to the school that's the f- after 120 years the floor has given way so we've got money to redevelop that again bring up the modern standard for local use after school care and you know working hope and different things but so again we're we're fundraising at the moment, I suppose, the GA have, or, you know, they contact GA for, and likewise the school as well, and the community council to get the funds. Because again, we, we've got, we've been very generous with Tipperary County Council and Leader and the Sports Capital, but always we have to match fund here locally. So they're, they're ongoing at the moment, and in fairness, the village has been great, the hall is paid for, the sensory guards are paid for. So, you know, we, when we build them, we use them. And this is part of that as well. Of course it is indeed. Neil, lovely to see you today. And thanks very much indeed, Neil Donovan there. And Jim Cray as well. Jim, thanks very much indeed for coming into us uh, today. We'll take a break. We're back with more tip today. Just in case you've just uh, joined us, we're on step one of our traipse around Tipperary's villages. And we're here in Ballyporeen back in just a moment. The Imro Radio Award-winning Tip Today. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. Test drive the all-new Peugeot 2008 compact SUV at Slattery's Garage, puck on. Choose from petrol, diesel or fully electric. Slattery'sGarage.ie 